You're listening to Fresh Out of Experts. A show that mines the rich archive of Reddit to supply you with advice on dating, relationships, and love. My co-host Eleanor and I are not experts. We're merely people who survived dating in our 20s and 30s. Now that we're married, we want to share what we've learned. In each episode, my co-host Andy and I tackle the most common, comical, and when we're lucky, outlandish questions from r slash dating and more. So find a comfortable chair, pull on a warm sweater, and sip your favorite beverage while you listen to us dig into the stickiest dating questions the internet has to offer. So I just wanted to like acknowledge something, which is that we, and we, I mean me, I have not been great. About what? Scheduling and releasing the podcast when it is supposed to go out. Why not? Did you notice that? Of course. <laughs> well, then why are you acting like this is well, we brand wanna, new information? Because well, I'm, I'm just, I want, I, I thought maybe we could make some banter out of it. You don't have to like feign ignorance to banter. You realize that, don't you? I don't. I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we've we've just been busy. That's the reason why. Well, it's been we first got COVID. Yeah. And then the idea of editing Did, was COVID the first time yeah. that knocked us off our schedule. Yeah. Okay. The idea of editing a podcast while we had COVID, I was like, I'm not doing it. Yeah. And then we went to Europe. I had brought all of what I thought were my tools to edit. I ran into a really rookie problem, which was I hadn't gotten an adapter for my laptop. What was the adapter? You know, just to plug it in, a wall adapter. To pl- plug in this Zoom thing? No, to plug in, to be able to charge and run my laptop. <laughs> not like It's not like rocket science. I mean, literally like to charge thought, and run my laptop. When you said rookie move, I thought you meant like rookie editor move. Like no, ro- I meant rookie like, computer owner move. No, rookie like international traveler move. Yeah. Like I couldn't use my hairdryer. I couldn't do anything. Like I couldn't do anything. Even the adapters that your sister gave us, like I couldn't use for anything that needed any actual power. Like actual power. Yeah. yeah. And instead of going and getting an adapter i kept putting it off and putting it off because i was like oh well, i'm not gonna edit today i don't need to use my right. laptop today and then by the time i needed to use the laptop it was like I, I don't have it and so so yeah so that's i just wanted to apologize to our listeners because they deserve better it's not an excuse it's just it's not uh, it's an honest apology hey sometimes you gotta hand put your hand up and say my bad are you uncomfortable with where your mic is yes i knew it i knew it Okay, now I'm way more comfortable about it. We'll see. We will <laughs> it's see. Hard. Well, I don't, and I don't want to move it while you're talking. I know, and I respect that. You shouldn't, but it's just, I can see you being like, I've made it. Oh, God. Oh, dear God. I've made a terrible mistake. Oh, dear God. Well, now I feel pretty good right now. It's right in front of my face. It's helpful. Well, yeah, you're going to get into like, you're going to get all riled up. <laughs> yeah, and you're going to like go off mic, essentially. God. Literally. Literally go off mic. You know, this is not about dating. So just That's wa- okay. warning. I have been paddleboarding pretty hardcore the last couple summers. Uh, it started at the beginning of COVID. I bought a paddleboard and there's a canal about two blocks from our house. And so I go in the canal and paddleboard and the area that I put in my paddleboard, just an, it's it's like very, uh, it's not really a real put in or like a dock or anything. It's just like the side of this canal that I use. And I had noticed and had talked to this older woman pretty much from the start. So you're uh, telling me this is not about dating. Not about dating. Not about my 82-year-old mistress. On Sundays, this lady sits in a little chair and she writes in her journal and she's out there for a couple hours. And like 
pretty much right away, she started asking me questions about my paddleboard one day. And then every time I see her on Sundays, I have been friendly with her and like chit chat with her. And when I saw her the for the first time this summer, it was like two weeks ago. And she was really friendly and was like, oh, I, you know, I tell my kids that like I have canal friends and they don't really believe me, but here you are. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so today I get down there and she's there and I'm like, again, this is not about relationships. Not about relationships. We're not dating. Uh, so I get down there today and I see her and I say like, oh, hey, how's it going? She's like, I could have I could have used you a minute ago. I needed you. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? She was like, there was a schizophrenic man who was having an episode and he was screaming and cussing and using every kind of swear word. And I got really scared and it like really scared her. Can I do one thing? Yeah. I just want to clarify. Most schizophrenics are not dangerous, nor are they do they do like public outbursts? Right. So I just want to be careful sure, sure. about saying that this, this man was, was schizophrenic. This was her. Just because, you know, when you study a degree, you want to use it one once every decade. And sure. this is my opportunity. Sure. Um, and then she was like, he threw his bike in the canal. And sure enough, like, I don't know, 10 feet off the canal, like right where I put in, there's a bike at the bottom. I could see it. And so she was really pretty like. She was pretty scared because she's just like, she's five feet tall. She's 82 years old. She is an a old woman and she's tiny. Yeah. And she she was like, trust me, he was having a mental break and I know mental breaks. My husband's bipolar. <laughs> just kind of like <laughs> threw her husband right under the bus. And then I got in the water and I used my paddle and I hooked the bike. You dragged the bike and, up? And pulled the bike out and put it on my paddleboard and threw it onto the side of the canal and we got it off the canal. And she was like, I think that made her feel better to some degree. So what 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 am I taking away from this story? So <laughs> I paddle. This is just such a classic Andy story. It's like I've got like a super interesting story that I really want to like get to the bottom of. And then it's like, it's just like a slice of life. I got to the bottom of it literally by hooking the bike out of the lake. And it was just honestly a really lovely moment that I hadn't had that many of in the last couple of years. And yeah. it's just fun to like be outside and interact with people and not have people scared. You know, like before the last couple of years, like she definitely was happy to see me and talk to me, but like we couldn't get near each other. She's 82. Like I didn't want to get near her and give her COVID. But now like it just feels even though COVID's still raging, but it just felt like she, her guard was down and she was much more calm and like chill about us interacting and like being friend. And like now I have like an 82 year old lady friend. It was really lovely. That is lovely. an interesting one. Holy shit. Okay. User Pip9Ball writes, my wife and I have been married for 23 years, together for 28. Our mutual best friends of 22 years have been a major part of our lives, so much so that we're practically family. A few weeks ago, we all went to Hawaii for an annual family vacation. My two eldest kids stayed behind for work, so it was myself, my wife, and my youngest son. Our best friends brought their youngest daughter. Everything was going great until our friends got into one of their habitual spats that occurs when one of them looks in the direction of someone of the opposite sex. We thought, 
No biggie. They'll work it out like they always do. Days later, everything was back to normal. We're relaxing at the beach, drinking cocktails, and the topic of jealousy comes up. The wife in the couple, who is effectively my wife's best friend, asked me if she thought she was a jealous person. I didn't lie. I've always been very direct. So I told her, yes, absolutely. You both are extremely (laughs) jealous people. I cited examples such as not being able to go on a guy's or girl's only night out, not being able to go to the restroom solo, and constantly looking through each other's phones. She seemed agitated, but I assured her it didn't take away from either of them as a person. While she seemed upset for about 15 minutes, another conversation came up and all was well again. The next day, we had planned to go snorkeling. My wife got a text saying they'd stay in. We figured they might be fighting again, so we offered to take their daughter with us. They said no, so we went on without them and had a great day. My wife checked in afterward to see if they were going to the luau that night, and her friend texted back that they would meet us in the lobby. In the lobby, they mentioned the wife and their daughter had stomach aches, and that's why they stayed back. However, during the party, all three were very standoffish. When we got back to the hotel, my wife's friend pulled her aside, asking to speak with her privately. I took my son to our room, and five minutes later, my wife called me crying hysterically. I rushed down to the lobby to find this woman raging at my wife, accusing her of cheating with her husband. The look in her eyes was something I had never seen before. It was like she was possessed. She screamed that she had text messages proving the affair, although didn't provide any of the data. My wife and I are happily married, so I didn't entertain these accusations for a second. Her husband also denied them and simply said that they're must be something else going on between the girls, and they needed to work it out. He was staying out of it. Upon arriving home, this woman sent an email to my wife saying she was, quote-unquote, at peace with what had transpired in Hawaii, along with supposed dates and timestamps of the text exchanges she claimed were between my wife and her husband. No proof of the messages or content was included. Eventually, my wife pulled her cell phone records and highlighted the dates and times listed, showing no messages sent or data used. We now figure either this woman is batshit crazy or her husband is having an affair and using my wife's name as a decoy. Either way, our phone records prove it was not my wife. It's now been a month and we both come to the realization we're better off without this toxicity. But I'm having a hard time moving on. After 22 years of friendship, we have other friends in common. And my wife has already had mutual friends unfriend her on social after presumably hearing this woman's insane story. In response, I want to put out every text, email, and our phone records for the entire world to see. My wife, she just wants to move on. What should we do? My my knee-jerk reaction is that the husband has... Which husband? The other husband has been receiving text messages from another woman... And he put that other woman under the friend's name to try and create a smokescreen of sorts. Yeah. That is my assumption. But wow, what a doozy. What a doozy. Do you think, let's just get it out of the way. Do you think there's any chance that OP's wife is having an affair? That seems like, uh, here. here's what I think, and I'll say them in, in order of what I think is likely. The first thing I just said, uh, the guy, the smokescreen. Number two, the wife is just insane and is making this up and is in her own head. Number three is some sort of text or things have transpired and the um, the OP's wife covered her tracks and the 
friend's husband did not cover his tracks. That That's certainly possible. I think that's the least likely of the scenarios. Yeah. I think if you were freaking out and raging on someone's wife and like were as mad as she is, you'd be ready to show that the data to anybody, especially the OP. Yeah. I think she would have sent that to the OP immediately. Yeah. Do you think there's any reason for them to try and mend this friendship? I think it's possible. I mean, if the OP is really good friends with the husband, you know, it might be one of his best friends, right? Like yeah, he meant, he, he says should, that they're basically family. And he could call her and or call him and just like try and talk it out and see what the hell's going on and try and salvage something. But I think he has to figure out what the boundaries are and move forward from there. I think specifically, if the friend's wife is like hell bent on destroying OP and his wife, or like just like hell bent on never having a relationship with them. It's going to be really hard to have a relationship with the husband. So, I mean, he may just have to suss that out and like talk to the husband and see if there's any path for them to like hang out outside of their wives being friends anymore and like maybe just be golf buddies or fishing buddies. I mean, if I can be totally honest, I'm surprised by your response. Really? Okay. So wait, what do you think happened? I think the most, I think you're right on the hierarchy of the most likely. I think it's likely that she, that there is some sort of smokescreen happening. Yeah. It's not a mutually exclusive thing. She can still be a crazy person and a smokescreen. There could have been a smokescreen. And I don't think you should have anything to do with these people. I think you should cut them out of your life. I don't think you should even, I think you should absolutely have nothing to do with these people. I mean, that's what I would do. This is the most toxic. I know. The, awful I thing mean, it, I can think of people doing. It already sounded kind of, you're right. It, it did sound a little, like, he kind of set this up as like, oh, they're on one of their, like, bullshit fights that are, obvi- like, annoying is, and cumbersome. Whatever. Like, our, your friends fight. You know, I, I do think that when he says you guys are both jealous people and then goes into multiple ways that that comes to light, which includes not being able to go to the bathroom solo. The minute my friends couldn't go to the bathroom solo out of jealousy, I would have to say, like, I don't think I can be friends with those people. And I don't mean that to be cruel. I mean that to be like jealousy is one of the most toxic manifestations yeah. of our worst qualities. And if you're around two people who are that fragile about their relationship and bring it into your relationship with them and every interaction that you have, like, I'm sorry, but I just like, quite frankly, I don't know why you'd want to spend time with this. Look, you're right. And if I'm giving my advice, yeah, I think good riddance is, is probably in order. And like, I do think that I, I, I want to say also like the, the OP mentions like can't have a guy's night or a girl's night without the other. Like that's, that's fucking kid stuff. That's like what my friends and high school's girlfriends would do. And it was hard to be friends with them. Yeah. And like you're, you're saying, well, maybe they can be golfing buddies. It doesn't sound like they can be golfing buddies, yeah. Andy. It doesn't no, even sound like that there's an allowance sound. for there to be friendship outside of this relationship. There's yeah. so much codependency and there's so much uh, insecurity. And just dysfunction. These are damaged human beings who are willing to damage your relationship yeah. as a couple. Yeah. Your relationship with mutual friends, there were kids un- involved in this, you know, scenario. So there's children that are having to be roped into some insane, like, theory Ugh. of infidelity. It's not good. It's not good. What, uh, what do you what do you think they should do about the like poisoning the well of other friendships? I think that's a really good question. I think. Um, Have you ever had that happen to you? Yeah, I mean, so this is one of the you know, so there's only. 
two people in the entire world that I will never speak to again and I want nothing to do with and I I actually still harbor like ill will toward. And not ill will and like I want something bad to happen to them, but like just like don't talk to me, don't come near me. I don't want any Don't fuck with my shit. Do not fuck with my shit. One of them was a person who I felt tried to poison the well among a group of friends I was in. Yeah. They didn't like I had, I was basically, I basically dated somebody that they were friends with in college and they did not like the scenario that that presented for them and they I just I felt like when they decided that I was the villain of this, they like wanted everyone to think I was the villain of it. And it really hurt me and it hurt my friendships with other people. And wow. I didn't go and try to re- like I didn't like go around and be like, be my friend. Why aren't you my friend? Because I was like, one, I, I definitely understood how I hurt this person. And I was like, OK, like I, I'm not going to like defend my my actions. I've made choices that are probably not in their best interest and are in my own. And like, that's something I have to settle with myself. But also I was just like, oh, if my friends want to be my friend, they're going to be my friend and come to me with these conversations. And it wasn't until a couple years afterward where her ex-boyfriend asked me to go out to dinner. And I was like, oh, okay. And we had been friends, but like once they were dating and this person didn't like me anymore, like we were not really that friendly anymore. Right. So we went out to dinner and he was like, I just want to apologize. And I was like, why? He was like, well, because like we all treated you pretty shitty after that happened. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you did. And sure. he was like, I'm getting treated the same way and I'm realizing what happened. And oh. I was like, and I, and I, because they had broken up. They had broken up. Yeah. And she had done essentially the same move on him as she had done on me. And he was like, oh, wow, that must have really hurt because it, fucking hurts for me too. And at that point, I had so like, I was probably still hurt, but I also had like enough distance to be like, yeah, I'm sorry, dude. But like, again, to your point, (laughs) like this, like I'm in my late twenties and I have a life and like- I made other friends. That whole time you guys were shitty to me, I made other friends. I made other friends. And like, frankly, like, I'm really sorry that's happening to you. But yeah, like if someone's shit talking, they're most likely the villain in this scenario. And if you can't see that- that's on you because people who actually just want to move on and just want to like separate themselves don't have to fucking say anything yeah. to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like you don't necessarily need to go like on a PR campaign with all of your friends to try and prove that you're not a bad person or your wife didn't bang, you know, whatever that lady's husband. This person is telling your mutual friends that your wife has slept with your best friend. Like that's an insane thing to say. And so, yeah, to some degree, I'm like, you should say to people like that did not happen. We actually truly do not know where she's coming to this conclusion, how she's coming to this conclusion. And that's that's our side of the story. And yeah, leave it at that, I guess. Let's hear what the Redditors have to say. Great. User strong TX woman, I'm assuming that's Texas, responds, sorry, OP, but your wife deserves to be exonerated. Now people think she's a homewrecker. I know it's stressful for your wife and she's being the bigger person. I mean, the act of proving yourself innocent is probably pretty stressful, but talk to your wife. I would at least tell your family and friends you value the most your side of the story. Yeah. So we're in alignment. I, I actually agree. Yeah. And and how you frame that is important. Like, look, I have all the faith in in the world in my wife. I trust her. And not only that, 
there's never been any evidence. This lady's claiming she has evidence, but has never presented it. I would also be willing to say like, uh, and this has been really- And I don't trust the other person. Like, frankly, I don't trust the other person. And that's really, and that's been really painful for us. Yeah. I just think it's also fair to say to the people you love, like, we need support during this time too. Yeah. Because like, they're doing this- They're doing It's this super lonely to be accused yeah. of this. And, and like, they've lost their friends. And sucks. like, as much as their friends sound like crazy people, like- And to your point, it might be cathartic to like, actually have that conversation with friends and family and not just be- on an island like the wife obviously wants to just be like let's just fucking forget it and like but like it also might help to just actually get it out there and talk and be like and not go, not go on a pr campaign like i said before but yeah. just like we're not really sure what the hell she's talking about and we have full faith in each other and like this has been a really shitty time for us like it's su- like you said it's super lonely yeah i was really lonely during that period and I, I, you know, I still like, I'm very cautious around our mutual friends who are still very kind to me. The ones that didn't like bail, I'm still like, I, you know, we went out to, we went to Brooklyn for a friend's wedding and I didn't tell people from that group of friends that I was going. And then they found out and we're like, why didn't you tell us? We'd love to see you. And it was like, I think part of the reason I didn't say anything is because I'm still cautious. I'm still like, I don't know whose team you're on. I don't know. If you're going to indulge me and I don't want to be like rejected again. So I almost I'm just not even going to put myself out there. Yeah. Which is like that stuff you got to that's baggage that is probably unfair to put on to some of your friends who you may who may be really great and supportive and still like maintain relationships with this other crew. Okay, user top. Hmm. User top Ramanisha writes, this woman's husband, your friend, is allowing your wife's name and character to be attacked because if the attention is on your wife, it's not on his real affair, who I also presume has saved in his phone your wife's name. These people are not your friends. They are psychos. The OPS also responded to this. I think you're right. I should mention that he's been caught four times cheating in the oh, past. Oh, shit. <laughs> Come on. No wonder the lady's insane and like super jealous all the time. Yeah. That's a little bit of context, OP, that we would have liked to have. That also kind of makes me see the wife in a... A different light. In a different light. Look, there's definitely things that are not healthy and are dysfunctional and all of that. But, like, I almost look at her as, like, she's wounded, just as wounded as anybody in this case, you know? I'm going to be a little bit harsh on her. Like, you've gone through four cheating scandals. Like, and the way that you handle it is being... Yelling at someone else, yeah. You're not yeah. happy. You're not healthy. Why are you in this marriage? What would you do if a mutual couple friend of ours, we found out there had been infidelity? Do you feel like you could maintain that relationship? And do you feel like you would see them, the person who was, who did the infidelity and the person who like stayed in it the same way? That would be hard for me. If they like broke up, I think I could like maintain relationships with both of them. Especially like depending, like if this is like one of my good buddies or something and cheated on his wife, like that's like I'm still going to be friends with them. I think what they did is bad, but I think it would be really hard if they stay. Honestly, if they stay together, I think that would be a challenge for me. When you say you would be friend, you would stay friends with your buddy. Like, is there any scenario where you would have to cut that person out? Like, let's just say one of my good buddies marry someone and then we start hanging out and they become like our close couple friend that would certainly put like uh, my relationship with the buddy if they got a divorce would be very strained and probably like 
different at arms yeah arms but if distance. they stay together would it like i wouldn't want to hang out with them i'm not trying to go on double dates with people who are like in the middle of marriage crises yeah like, and i'm like, shocked that these people hang out with them i and to your go point to fucking hawaii was the couple that can't be can't not go to the bathroom together that's insane multiple infidelities is it's sort of incomprehensible to me i think a single infidelity where you have enough open communication with the couple that you can say, how are you guys doing? Is everything okay? Like, how, how is yeah. it going? And like, there's there feels to be authenticity and intimacy in that conversation. Like, I, okay, here's spin, ultimate spin zone. If you hang out with the couple who cheats on each other and is obsessively jealous and won't let each other go to the bathroom together, don't be shocked. Don't be shocked when you get some of their mud on your shirt. Like, yeah, I'm not into OP blaming and shaming, but at the at the end of the day be one be super glad you're rid of these people good fucking riddance for sure and number 2 don't be shocked that they got their their bullshit on you like that's that's what they do they're messy people and messy people make messes you're like going to make that a t-shirt you're like so yeah. gleefully being like yeah i just fucking mic dropped uh, on you guys little poetry free of charge okay poetry reading you can mourn this relationship. It's going to take a while. You're mourning a relationship just like you would if you broke up with a, a, a partner in a lot of ways. Accept mm-hmm. that and, ex- you know, like be be in that emotional state, but also like sit down and really say like what like if this was this painful, like what do we what do we not want to have in our life and who what kind of people do we want to attract? And then I think similar to dating, it's like go and be in those environments. Put yourself out there. Get out there. Get out there. <laughs> Make go, some new friends. Go on some friend dates. Yeah. yeah. Like, then that can be scary. Like, we don't get that perspective from the OP, and that might be a really scary thing for yeah. them. And so, um, being like, well, we like fucking going to Hawaii with a couple. It's fun. And now our Hawaii couple's gone. We'll and go. What are we supposed to do? And it's like, hey, we're here. We love Hawaii. I'm not that interested in Oahu, but maybe the big island. Yeah, I'll go. We'll go. Hey, we'll go. OP, if you we'll want go. a new couple to go to Hawaii, we're probably 10 years younger than you, but that's good because yeah. we're adventurous and we've got a lot to offer. What like, would be a situation where like you found text messages from like a couple friend and like they would be innocuous to you and you like just wouldn't care? Like obviously. What do you mean? Like I, like, like, like 99.9% of texts that could come through your phone from one of our couple friends, the female, the wife or the female and the couple, I would have no problem with. I just, I genuinely don't have a jealous bone in my body. Yeah. I do not fucking care. I know, you can talk. This, you can talk. It's a stupid question. You can go out with as many. Well, you can go to. You go to drinks with women that you meet like on LinkedIn. Like I don't care. Like <laughs> it's not. I just. I, I like, do do that. I don't care. I have done that. I know. And so I'm saying like, and I don't care. If you want to cheat on me, you're gonna cheat on me. I let me like monitoring your behavior isn't going to stop you. That Cle- is true. Clearly. Look at this fucking situation. This man has cheated four times and she's like up his ass about yeah. everything and he's fucking putting his her best friend's name in his phone texting some fucking know, woman like, to get around it. Like, you want to cheat, you're going to cheat. Yeah, it didn't. It's a very good point. There are a couple things in my life I'm so grateful that I don't have problems with. I have no interest in gambling. I've smoked packs of cigarettes and never wanted to smoke, you know, the next cigarette and I don't get jealous. Like they're just my superpowers. There's a million things I can't do well, but those are the ones that I just like, it doesn't even cross my mind. Now I've been codependent with people where like I've wanted their attention all the time. I wanted that. I want, I, it was like a possession of time, not person. Like I didn't need them to 
not spend time with other women. I didn't, I just was like, I want you to prioritize me first. And any time they prioritize anything else, to me, that was them not prioritizing me at all. Instead of me being like, oh, this is well-rounded person who has to have a dynamic life yeah. to be happy. And like, I cannot be their sole attention. Yeah. Okay. Well, any TLDR you want to send send them off with? I have no TLDRs. Get out there and make some new friends, folks. Like I do. I down have by no the canal. TLDRs, and then you gave a TLDR. Yeah, down by the canal, there's old ladies down there that want to be friends. All right, that's a weird way of signing <laughs> off, but I'm not gonna be. You're not gonna to stop it. me. No, I'm not gonna stop you. Thank you. Is there anything you'd like to promote? Um, I don't think so. What about you? Do you have anything? I uh, I don't have anything specific to the podcast, but as a person who listens to a bunch of podcasts, which yeah. is the reason why I started a podcast, I have been listening to Mother Country Radicals, the podcast oh, from yeah, yeah. Media. How do you like that? I love it. It's good. I think it's great. Well. We should do this again. Yeah, let's do this again. Fresh Out of Experts is a production of Narrowest, a podcast network dedicated to sound inquiry. You can find more about the show at narrowest.news and at narrowest on social. That's N-A-R-R-O-W-I-S-T. Our theme music is Only Knows, and additional music is Playground Pigeon, both courtesy of Broke for Free. If you enjoy Fresh Out of Experts, please subscribe, rate, or review wherever you listen to podcasts. It really does make a difference. See you next time.